Hey kids, do you like soda? Yeah! Do you like YouTube shows about soda? Uh-huh. Kinda. You should check out Soda Discussions. It's on YouTube every Thursday where our friends Dan and Jeff talk about different soda types and see if they like them or not. It's Soda Discussions. Hey, hey, we're Jeff and Dan. You can hear us say things like, Wow! And, Huh? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Check us out every Thursday. Enjoy. So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. <laughs> I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is Saga with our friend Cooper. My name is Jimmy, and Cooper is the only man I've kissed besides my dad. <laughs> my name is Jeff, and I'm at that point in my life where I agree with my late 90-year-old grandma that cleaning up after a big meal is the best part of the day. My name is Dan, and I'm trying one last time to grow herbs <laughs> and my name is cooper and for a school project i built a website of my friend jimmy in his high school years with his fedora phase so yeah <laughs> i forgot about that that was awesome that was for like your website production class right it was yeah web web development and i um they said all right make make a website and i'm like i have no idea when i'm gonna make it and then i turned over and i saw jimmy kind of just working in the you know the video editing lab i'm like all right and i went on his facebook and i just took like you know all of his old pictures from high school and and everything and you know built it from that i don't know i think i got it i think i mean i know i passed because i'm not in longer in school but you know i think i did it yeah, yeah. I, think I, that was awesome. I just can't stop thinking of that meme of that really large man with a fedora like this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yep. with Jimmy's face over it, though. Yes, and it was like fourteen-year-old Jimmy, and it was probably like a, a Massimo brand fedora that he got from Target with his mom. <laughs> it was even worse. It was my fake Blues Brothers hat from for our Blues Brothers like. Uh, things that we've done like Halloween yeah. and shit wasn't it Very like cool. made of like plastic or something yeah it was like felt yeah <laughs> great, <laughs> great. and Dan you would think that you'd be really good at growing herbs since you're the biggest one remember that remember calling people herbs hmm. no herbs. Joke, never did that. joke would have landed if you were a bro in 2002 must be yeah. for people born prior to 1987 which is Jeff that is <laughs> That's correct. Are you just, you're yeah, just like, call, yeah. you're just like chopping up the millennial timeline to make me seem worse than I am. We're in the, the same group of people, but you're like, no, but you're a different part of that group. Two years <laughs> is a big chasm, my friend. Yeah, you're not totally wrong. Yeah. So today, uh, I wanted to bring along my buddy Cooper uh, because he hasn't been on an episode yet. 
and uh, I really wanted to talk about Saga, and I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. Usually when we have guests on, we make them talk us into something, but I was like, nah, not today. <laughs> We're doing Saga, and- uh, Everything you like sucks. My, my... <laughs> I'm gonna teach yeah. you how to like good things. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so Cooper is my lifelong um, heterosexual life partner. Yep. And uh, we're we're just, uh, we collaborate on stuff. We're writing partners. We do uh, a lot of projects and stuff together. Um, yeah. So Jimmy, is, is Cooper the Jeff or the Dan of your yeah. heterosexual life partnership? <laughs> mm, that's what are the roles? Question. I feel like I'm more, it depends. We kind of switch. Oh, your oh, switch. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Keep yeah. it, keep it, you know, keep it alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, we got to keep it's, it going. It's kind of, it's kind of, you know, repeating is kind of dull and stuff like that. Dan, would you say I'm the daddy in our heterosexual life partnership? <laughs> no way. I mean, you're, you're a daddy? dad in real life. Yeah. But in our friendship, our lifelong partnership, I'm for sure the daddy. I call the shots. I make the plans. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's true. You, you may be the top, but I'm the daddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's fair. So, so you're topping from the bottom. Okay, I got it. I'm a power bottom. Wow. Yeah. So for, for fans of us or just fans of me in general, you've probably seen Cooper in different videos. Like he made the uh, lover searching video. Classic. Uh, that video was great. Yeah, that's a classic. Has me with a mustache in it. Um, he was in God Only Knows as the robber. He was in a bunch of stuff with me. Uh, he edits uh, Lead to the Game for me. And just, yeah, we're best friends. I yeah, saw Cooper yeah. perform at an intimate dinner theater performance. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, hell I yeah. about that. It was yep. great. I, I was uh, played a role of the guy who cra who's homeless and crashes funerals. Yeah. Yeah. With a, Your hair was slicked back real nice. <laughs> hell he was, yeah. He was a real piece of shit. Yep. I was a real piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to move on to our next segment. <laughs> we never transitioned, but here we are. It just ends. It just ends. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Okay, fellas, we are the Toy Boys. Each week we spend a little time talking ourselves into things, get it, T-O-I. And this week is no exception. We're even bringing Cooper along for the ride. This week I've been talking myself into... Marvel's Wastelanders podcast series. Have any of you guys heard of this? It sounds no. like a lot. It sounds like something that I would not enjoy at all. No, Jeff, you're like one of the few people that I think would enjoy this because I, you yeah, have... but I don't know. I love Marvel stuff, but I don't think I would like this podcast. <laughs> Whatever. You've already made your mind up and literally in the same sentence admit, admitted to not knowing anything about it. You're like, I don't know what yeah, this is, absolutely. but I don't like it. No, I feel like uh, talk me into it, Dan, and briefly try to talk me into this right now. So the reason why I thought of you, Jeff, is because this is something that you're one of the few people left on this planet Earth that enjoys this. It's a radio drama. I know you listen to Doctor Who radio dramas or radio uh, performances. Audio stuff, yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going to talk about it because I enjoy it. This isn't okay. talking you into it. Sure. Uh, Marvel's Wastelanders is a series of uh, fictional, obviously, these aren't, this didn't really happen, guys. Well, it's all, it's all uh, fictional. None of it. Yeah, cool. but they're they're performances uh, of audio drama adventure uh, that exist in the Wastelanders, aka Old Man Logan timeline. So oh. uh, the first series is 
uh, Old Man Star Lord. And that's what I'm currently listening through. It's Star Lord and Rocket crash landed on Old Man Logan's version of Earth. And they are trying to find a relic that could be used to write the timeline. And it's got a pretty good cast. I uh, forget the guy who plays Star Lord, but he's a famous character actor who does a good job. But Chris Elliott voices Rocket, and it is very good. That's such, and such Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett shows up to play. Um, oh Jesus, I just forgot her name. Uh, who is the mutant who wears all white and is a telepath? Emma, Emma Frost. Yeah, Emma Frost. Yeah, uh, it's very good. There's a series of them. They're also going to do a Black do you, Widow one. You guys know how, like, I mean, even today, people are like, "When will podcasts become mainstream?" And it's like they are. Everybody likes podcasts now. Well, now we went from what are podcasts to jumping the shark like that. Just Angela Bassett <laughs> playing Emma Frost on a podcast is just. It just sounds like it shouldn't be a thing yet. You know what I mean? Why? It's good. It's like the prestige version of no. I'm, I'm I'm not saying. That. I'm just saying. It, it, like podcasts went from zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. Like if, well, if you also consider like, like radio, you know, like John Lithgow was Yoda in the '70s, but I mean, we had radio genres for 50 years at that point. Yeah. It's it's very much taking that thing, which if you think podcasts are obscure, radio dramas, nobody knows what the f- those are. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> But they're back, baby. And to bring it full circle, this world started as a comic book series, Old Man Logan. Then it became Wastelanders, the podcast series. And now there are spinoff Wastelander podcast comic books. Yeah, I mean. So I just started picking up the first two issues of those comics. And it's a weird, wild ride. uh, But I'm enjoying it. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? So this is kind of a big one. Um, I've been alluding to it all the past, like, three weeks since we've recorded but I am talking myself into a big, long, year-long video project, resurrecting Jimmy Fitch's blogs. Oh boy! Wow. It's back. Yeah. So wow, I Cooper, am... you need to make a website dedicated to yeah. <laughs> the original. Th- this transition, the original. like the Jimmy, OG. get your fedora ready. Yeah, we yeah. post it on the dark web. You know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's where it belongs. That's yeah. where fans um, of Jimmy Fitch's blogs visit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I am doing a year long video where I am going to be doing updates in the video, sort of like Bo Burnham inside style of just like recording over a long uh, period of time. And um, it's going to be one big year long video of all of 2022. And, um, while doing that, I deleted all of my social media. Um, I'm not going to. So you're pretending media. to be inside. Well, kind of. It, it's it's not necessarily going into that aspect of it. I just want. First of all, I just want a year away from social media because it's fucking stupid. I guarantee right you, like three weeks in, and you'll not even care. You won't even think about it. You won't have any desire to look at yeah. anything. I already don't like I literally I check DMs just occasionally because you guys send me shit sometimes um, but like it's it's very rare that I ever have like an inkling of like oh I gotta check Twitter like sometimes I want to see if there are like things trending or whatever but that's also I don't well, need to be doing to me that. Twitter is a little different because you can also use it as like a news aggregator so I mean exactly yeah. it's it it's a blurry line but staying off of it so 
Great. So you're, are you filming something every day or how frequently are you doing this? I was going to do something like that, but it's already been a week and I haven't recorded anything yet. Yeah, so it's probably not going to be every day. Cause I was going to say, if you're doing every day, that's the reason why you're not editing. Talk me into no <laughs> Jeff, um, <laughs> side question. Jess, yes. how long before this falls apart? And Jimmy's like, guys, I'm talking myself out of uh, a year on Jimmy Fitch's blogs. I don't know. I think, I think he'll do it. I think at I'm least I think he'll at April. least make I think he'll make the video. It won't come out until 2024, like mid 2024. <laughs> but I think he'll. It's so late. I think he'll make it. Um, I think that he might skip out on the social media thing. He might like come back for a little taste and then just get pulled back in like the rest of us assholes. Mm. Interesting. I like those uh, theories, but that's also why I shaved too, because I wanted to actually see myself get a beard growth. I mean, that's yeah, dude. I did that growth. two times in 2010. I shaved on January 1st and I didn't shave again until yep. January 1st, 2011. And then in 2012, I did it January 1st, 2012 to like April of 2013. That's when my beard was down to my nippies. The the classic yeah, Jeff beard. Yeah, that was pretty good. Terminal I put beads in it and stuff. That was that was a <laughs> yeah. good time. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm currently working on right now, and uh, it's very interesting. It's very fun. It's very exciting. And uh, can Cooper, I? Can I? Oh, sorry, sorry. Can I peek through your window while you're recording, like I used to in the original Jimmy Fitch's blogs? Oh, yeah. dude, I live very close to you, Jimmy. I'm just gonna show up like every day. Show up. <laughs> Every day, I, I see I see your car regularly parked, and I'm like, I should just go up to his door and be like, "What's up?" <laughs> That's funny. I know the Where contents of uh, I know the contents of his videos too. Actually, he's actually it's a campaign video for him running for president. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. The entire thing. nice. Yeah, Jeff and I were it. theorizing what this project was going to be, and the only thing we came up with was that he was transitioning. <laughs> Not only gender, but also race. He was going to become a black oh, woman. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are filling the void that Aunt Jemima has left us in this world. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, Cooper, what are you boy. talking yourself into? Just okay. for white guys being racist online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so what I'm talking myself into is, it's a light one, but finishing, finishing season one of The Wire. It is. Oh, that's a good one. So I like it. So I'm funny enough. I'm actually on the last episode of season one, but I'm like halfway there and I'm just like, I, I need to finish it. I know I do, but there's like, I don't know, like there's succession. And then there's, you know, you know, my fiance was just finished the Sopranos. So I was watching the last episodes with her and stuff. But I'm like, all right, I got to get back into the wire. All right. It's like, yeah. oh, you're going to love it. Cooper, like I have slow burn. I have some advice for you and it has nothing to do with whatever the fuck you're saying right now. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> so you, you mentioned a fiance. When you become married the very first day, you can only refer to her as my wife. <laughs> but but also just been doing that the entire I am, time. I'm kind of in the same boat as you with The Wire. It's a show that I probably watched the first like six episodes three times and it's really good, but for some reason I never finish it. And it's such a slow burn. It is. So like And the yeah. the same with never Dexter. seen one episode. I've probably watched the first two or three episodes of Dexter like four times and recently me and my wife my wife my wife we, uh, <laughs> we she's like let's watch dexter so we're like maybe 10 episodes in but we kind of forget about it we're just like this show exists like yeah. i don't get the wire i get the hype because it is a slow burn and it's very good but dexter i'm just like okay 
Yeah. After the first like right. season, it gets very repetitive. Oh, for Dexter. If it goes down after season one, then boy, we're in trouble because it's not great. Yeah. From what I've heard, at least. But uh, yeah, Coop, I like that. I haven't watched The Wire yet, but you got to talk me into it. Maybe we should do an well, episode. Well, I got to I gotta finish the show, I think, for True. me to like, you know. Cooper can come on and talk us into like the first three episodes of The Wire. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Dan, what are you talking yourself I already into? did it. It's Jeff, what are you me. talking so, yourself Jeff, into? I'm sorry. We've been doing the show for almost three years. It's over 150 episodes. Ooh. So this week, I'm not talking myself into anything, but yes. my cousin... Is talking herself into Doctor Who. <laughs> what the f- Jeff, sorry, Jim. I get I get a text from my. This is so dumb that I'm only going to allow you to do this segment if you refer to her as your cousin. Yeah, my uh, okay. I don't get it, but because uh, that's what dumb people say, cousin. I didn't say and cousin. You're dumb. I didn't. Say I that. want you to though because that's okay. how dumb this segment is. So my cousin, who's like, you know, a few years older than me, texts me out of nowhere. And she's like, she's not a sci-fi person, nerdy person, whatever. And she's like, I've been binging Doctor Who and I'm done with the first season. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a text that you probably should have sent me earlier. So we could have talked about every <laughs> single episode. Um, but in what like, if she meant the first season from like 1962 <laughs> when it was like black and white? 63, 63. you idiot, you dumb bastard. I was close. But um, that was close. Yeah, it's just that Doctor Who around like 2011 is a show that I talked a lot of people into. And then interest just globally fell off due to, you know, breaks, marketing, less than stellar uh episodes recently so it just it feels good that somebody women close to me <laughs> yeah stupid not my doctor chibnall sucks dude this wouldn't have happened if it was a boy um but no the last season the last season was very good um but yeah it's just very cool that somebody i know is watching doctor who and the i could i get to relive those episodes through the eyes of somebody new like i got a text like oh my god this happened and i'm like yeah wait until the other thing happens and your heart gets ripped out of your chest and thrown on the floor and then that's exactly what happens and it's it's really fun to see because i could watch those episodes over and over again and love them but i can't see it for the first time so it's just it's fun kind of uh seeing it through somebody else's eyes who also isn't very familiar with science fiction tropes so she's like i don't get why this happened i'm like you won't just don't don't worry about that it's just weird stuff uh but yeah that's it so you're saying we need a sixth episode of doctor dude jimmy i would do a doctor who podcast with you you know i would we were talking about it with dane yeah we we, haven't done it yet we almost did but good luck with that audio (laughs) (laughs) that's it it's over it's over that's the segment The year nice. is like 2012 or something. I don't have the Wikipedia in front of me. Yeah. Was I right? 2012? You are. 20, late 2011 or early 2012. All I know no, is that chapter one was released March 14th, 2012. Dude, I'm so good. I know that Saga came out when we were doing our last comic book podcast and it hit the, it hit the ground running. We have Image mm. Comics, uh, an indie <laughs> darling. It's not that. Indie. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but it's it's written by Brian K. Vaughnigan, as our friend Adam so lovingly <laughs> calls him all the time. And or I Vaughn to the rest yeah. of the planet Earth. That's and not Adam. Il- yeah. Illustrated completely, colored, lettered by Fiona Staples, who I was not lettered. I don't believe. I think she does the narration by hand. 
Yeah, okay. that's right. Okay. Um, who I was not familiar with um, before, and I don't know anything she's done since. Um, but yeah, Saga is a, it's a science fiction soap opera, pretty much, right? Um, yeah. But it's, it's very R-rated. It's very X-rated. Um, I, I showed some pages to my wife last night and she was like, what the hell are you reading? And I was like, very good <laughs> stuff. In fact, I yeah. like Saga so much that when we were first dating, I bought her the first trade, which she never read. So this is like six years uh, later. Um, you didn't yeah. dump her? Well, I, she's like, I don't like comics, but like she reads, she's the best reader I've ever met. It's like crazy how quickly she reads and how much she reads. She's very into reading she just doesn't like pictures with her words so i <laughs> shouldn't have married her you're right dan i'm getting a divorce today i'm talking myself into divorce <laughs> you're welcome uh jimmy and dan do you want to take over at any point and help me out here <laughs> yeah i mean i think uh saga can best be described as star wars meets romeo and juliet meets lord of the rings maybe it's uh kind of, yeah yeah, science fiction, high fantasy, comedy, love. Uh, I will agree with Jeff that um, it's horny, but I think it's horny in a classy way. Like it's not it for is, sure. Yeah. It's not yeah. lewd or gross. Um, no, I think it still has like, like kink accepting. What's a you know what I'm talking yeah. about? No kink shame in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just it's a pretty simple story told in a very intricate diverse, bold diverse world. way yeah yeah jim's narrated by this episode by a baby yeah yes it is it's narrated by a baby uh yeah i did propose this episode because they're um after a long hiatus i believe two to three years i think three um, years he said, which is crazy yeah yeah brian k vaughn and fiona staples have been on hiatus and they haven't written any more saga and of course it ended on a freaking cliffhanger you know what's crazy too um, i know we're not going to give out spoilers yeah. yet or at all anything after issue six but right. i was n i'm not caught up with it and i was like oh i'll read it during the hiatus and i haven't so i'm still like 15 issues behind <laughs> same bro yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah i really wanted to talk about it on this podcast because it is i will say it here my favorite comic book of all time it's not saga. even controversial it's a very good comic no it's a fantastic comic. I remember you guys getting me into it back on that old uh, podcast that we used to do occasionally. Um, but yeah, I mean, Saga is great. It was like the first book that I read where I was like, wow, this is like crazy good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of and, worried uh, because we definitely haven't read it yet. We're going to take a two week break and then get Cooper back here and talk about the second half. <laughs> yeah, but totally. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if it holds up or if it's just kind of like nostalgia glasses for me. But I don't think that's true because right. it's it's pretty much a cultural phenomenon in the comic book world. Right. Um, I believe there's going to be a TV series. Oof. That's been rumored announced. for a while. I don't know where it's at. A after after Wheel of Time, I'm not excited for any TV series of fantasy things. Oh, I really? like. Don't spoil, I dude. Yeah, I'm not. I think it might be Amazon, but I'm not sure. Um, okay. So, yeah. Saga, it's a great book. We all really like it. I wanted to bring on Cooper because uh, I really wanted him to read it so we can talk about it. So, Cooper. And uh, Cooper... Yes. Do you have any exposure to Saga? Like, no, you know this, I went in it? totally blind. And I mean, I've, I. You mean you you're know. going in totally blind because we totally haven't read it yet, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> so yes. you don't know um, anything about Saga, but I don't know you as a person, and I hope that changes. You seem very lovely. Um, but <laughs> he knows you as an internet meme. Yes. Yeah. Do you do you read comics? Do you have a relationship to the format? Yeah. So um, my my primary source of you know comic read is more of mangas, right? So um, okay, Jim, my, get him off. My, get him off. And this Yo, call. I, <laughs> just boot him. I, I uh, you know, my favorites are like Berserk, um, you know, uh, Junji Ito. Uh, oh, yes, Junji know, Ito. That like I've, that. I've heard of that for sure. Yeah. So um, <laughs> maybe we have an episode of, you know, Berserk or Junji Ito. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah, for it. We've, do a Berserk episode. we've done animes yeah. before. I'm down so, for whatever. Yeah. Right. So um, this was, I mean... <laughs> What I like about Saga is, or what I like about comics, I'll say, is that, you know, it's not, you know, you read backwards with mangas, right? So it's completely <laughs> like, you know, a refreshing thing to just be like, okay, I can read this. Your your eyes I don't hurt right. afterwards. You're just like, oh, yeah, exactly. that, that was comfortable. I wasn't exercising yeah, as these the good muscles. American way. Yeah, yeah. The only yeah. way, Jim, come on. The only way, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, there were like, you know, plot twists and mangas that you saw like but your eyes just divert to the you know to the left right. side and you're like oh, i didn't want to see that but i saw it anyways so i got to <laughs> see the build up now so yeah that's fine um but yeah i'm i'm you know going I, cold I'm more of, i know yeah i i'm i love comics there was mangas yeah there was an issue of i believe it was the midnighter which is a character from a a uh, team called the Authority, which was on Wildstorm, which was like an imprint uh, that of DC, but now it's like main DC. Anyway, the point is, dig is deep. We get it, Jeff. You're hip. It, it was written backwards, but like every other page was different. But you didn't know it was written backwards until you're done with it. So while you're reading it, you're like, "What is going on?" Like my eyes hurt because I'm like I'm jumping around and I didn't know. And they did it a very clever way. But the first time reading it, I'm having flashbacks right now of the way that you were describing reading manga manga yep junji ito <laughs> jeff is jeff is not smart enough to tell his brain to read backwards he <laughs> no. would just get angry and rip the book in half i could i could say the alphabet backwards <laughs> z y x w cool. v u t and with S that R Q. we're gonna right? go to our next segment <laughs> yep next segment now And we're back with Dan, Jeff, and Jimmy, and we Hi. just read volume one of Saga, and yeah. boy, oh boy, we have some stuff to talk about, don't we, guys? Yes, yes, we do, stuff. This is how an idea becomes real. Am I shitting? It feels like I'm shitting. <laughs> I ask myself that saga. three times a day. And you're not even giving birth, Jeff. No, I, I mean, not even giving birth. It's I, I do give birth, but <laughs> not but babies, not that kind of birth. So, guys, yeah. as Cooper said, Saga Volume One is a collection of the first six six issues, which we are going to be spoiling the heck out of. Yeah, let's get into it. These issues are yeah. super dense, but also a really quick read. It's really yep. I read them in an hour and it was like 200 pages. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I already got through it. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim, uh, take we're the going lead here. 
yeah so this is starts off with basically our romeo and julia it is alana and marco um alana is currently giving birth to our narrator hazel um but yeah i mean just the the juxtaposition of just that first page i mean it's like yeah it just it shows the range of brian k vaughn's um writing skills basically he's like this is how an idea becomes real i was like wow that's so nice thought-provoking love it and then the dialogue is i feel like i'm shitting and um that just like it just so perfectly captures all of saga for me right and also saga just in general like every first page of every issue it's always something that like catches your attention yeah it's a it's a splash page maybe by the third issue is when i noticed it or people noticed it but it's like a full page splash of something either provocative or interesting right um attention grabbing right i mean just buying the single issues is just enough juxt um justification for like just buying art because fiona staples art is so freaking good yeah it's Um, entirely digital too it's it's pretty cool i've seen uh, cooper we'll get to you since you're a guest but (laughs) i've seen some behind the scenes (laughs) stuff of her like producing a page and it's very cool i think they might have showed it at a panel at new york comic-con with the two of them yeah i can see that happening so Cooper, we're introduced to Alana and Marco, who are the star-crossed lovers, and they're from opposing sides of this intergalactic war that's been raging for as long as anyone can remember. Uh, Alana is from Landfall, uh, which is a highly technological planet, um, and Marco is from Wreath, which is a moon that orbits Landfall, and their society seems to be based more on magic and spellcasting and stuff. What did you think of these two main characters? They were very interesting to me. I feel that uh, their chemistry was, um, you know, you kind of felt the chemistry between the two, and... um, you could tell, I don't know, it's just, it's... Almost like immediately. Immediately that they're just in love and they don't care about whatever happens to them. And, um, you know, they're just, you know, they're, I mean, I don't know if I'm going too far, but they're on the run, right? And oh, yeah. they're right. just, they're just, they're in it thick and thin, you know? And they were, um, you know, yeah, they're, they just, there's nothing stopping them from where they're going, you know? And they'll I love the character design too. Like Alana yeah. is is um a person of color, but also an alien because cool, why not? And um yeah, she's got wings. Dude, guys, I have like, to I have to admit something, and this might be familiar in Cooper's manga world, but Juana's pretty hot, dude. Oh yeah. Like no, I think it. it's like the first drawn character that I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I always picture her as Rosario Dawson. I Rosario think Dawson I do might too. Be a old for yeah. now, but I could see that. Yeah, I think like what Jimmy referenced too. There's a really nice juxtaposition from this like high fantasy concepts mixed with like the down and dirty grittiness of like mm. their dialogue, and I think that comes across in their relationship too, right? Like, so they know that like what they have is special they have like real love and they shouldn't feel this way because they're from these two warring factions so there's all this like high hot and heavy relationship drama but there's also just like the day-to-day of they're written as like a real couple so they have squabbles about real things like their exes and stuff like that and i think that comes through in this um chemistry that cooper talked about so i mean plot wise the first 
issue is really it's longer than the the rest of the issues in the comic it is like 60 issues pages pages or pages yes um and it's a lot of table setting we find out who they are what they're up to uh hazel is born um they are on this planet cleave um and the war is raging on cleave like basically uh landfall and wreath have outsourced this world to other worlds which i think is like an interesting idea it's an interesting idea but it's also the reason they do that is because if one of those planet or moons destroy the other then their orbit is off and they'll they'll both get destroyed yeah it's like a civil war it's like when america goes to civil war we'll just pick another country to use as the battleground because that's you know that's just gonna happen and we'll just screw them oh it's it's very very smart to do that right we're also we also get some oh sorry i was go jim we we got the same mindset yeah we're also introduced to uh different characters as well um pretty uh early on we we meet prince robot four uh who's one of my favorite characters um he is literally just a man's body, but with a little TV head. <laughs> and uh, that that's a um, it's a race that um, is in their like royalty and moving um, forward. Even I'm after assuming. these like six issues, that becomes like kind of a, a key thing because the his does, TV yeah. screen face shows things that he might not want people to see. Yep. Which is very cool. Um but yeah, they're all royalty, and um, it, that definitely comes into play because, like, he he has like an interesting relationship with his father and stuff. And even even the name, like, that's his name, Prince Robot yeah. Four. Prince Robot like, Four. Robot. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys I say really Cooper? When you were reading this in your head, did you say Prince Robot Four or Prince Robot the Fourth? I I said the Fourth in my head. So do I. Um, well, he or are you a real or sometimes are you a real sociopath and say Prince Robot IV IV IV? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I call him Prince Robot Four because, like Jimmy says, he goes by four sometimes. So just my brain works yeah. that way incorrectly. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, would you? But yeah, would, that's that's. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say they also introduced the Will, who is and Lion Cat. I mean they. Yeah, I mean, what do they refer to them as, Jim? I uh, to me, I always think of them as. Bounty hunters, bounty hunter. yeah, they're, yeah, but they're I guess freelance they, bounty hunters. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they can serve other purposes like assassins and stuff. And right. so, like with all these characters that are dropped into our lap, um, Cooper, what did you think of like character design, both visually and like how the writer interprets them and portrays, you know, their core characteristics to the reader? Yeah. So, my, uh, I'll say, um, starting off, my top three characters are um you know prince prince robot um and then the will and then also isabel and i'll focus on isabel for a second is that uh you know isabel is a spirit but she she's she's represented for when she died you know what i mean so like it's only half of her and she doesn't have like you know her legs because they were blown off in a mine and stuff like in a battlefield it's and good character design. I thought that was really good. And, you know. She, yeah, she like, has like entrails falling out of her. Yeah. Like, it just, it, her intestines are just hanging out and just, you know, just whatever. But it just think that, and also just her, their designs are very unique. And, but also mm-hmm. focus more on the will is that their, their character, like, there's more character arc with the will 
than any other because he's like a guy that didn't mm-hmm. care in the beginning and then near the end where his partner gets you know eviscerated he just <laughs> he's now in like rambo mode you know what i mean like you don't want to mess right. with the will well, you you also and I, have and you get, you also have where you see the will do something that you think is heroic by saving this girl or at least attempting to save the girl you know mm-hmm smashing the head of her captor and trafficker with yeah. his bare hands with the juxtaposition of Hazel narrating saying that the will is the worst person she's ever met because obviously you know yeah. this is Hazel telling a story so wherever she's at now she's telling you how bad he is but we're seeing how good he can be so it makes yeah. you wonder where that switch is or what is real like what's his motivation or is it just from her perspective because he did something she didn't like right that's how i kind of took it um but i mean like anybody could be a villain from anybody's perspective you know right um but yeah i mean sort of going along with the plot a little bit more um so obviously alana and marco are on the run with hazel now and um the will is looking for them prince robot 4 is looking for them and um as soon as the will finds out that the stock is also looking for him that's the, when he basically calls it quits yeah, yeah that's one of the best designs too it's just like holy the shit stock, yeah. who is that <laughs> dude i forgot yeah, that she stock got is. it that soon yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah this, i wish I saw the stock that. is another freelancer that looks like um a spider and a mannequin had a baby uh she's like a giant um spider bottom half with a woman's torso with no arms how the hell did fiona staples make a spider look fuckable sorry jim (laughs) i'm just saying you guys should play dark souls i'm just that's true yeah no it hurts also like dark souls i believe to keep the factions in mind uh, so i remember like having a little bit of difficulty with this on my initial read through is like who works for who who's against who so alana's planet uh has sent their royal family basically on the task of tracking them down that's who prince robot the fourth is working for um so he's from alana's planet landfall and marco's planet um wreath has chosen to hire the freelancers so that's the will and um i just forgot the stock, her name. The stock. Yeah. yeah and i guess all freelancers have the in the beginning of their name which is yeah cool. that's like their title like the doctor yeah. and so the when master? you say like huh? so when when the will shows up in sextillion which we'll talk about in a second they greet him as like sir or like mister and he's like no yeah. it's the the yeah. will and they're like it's oh awesome. freelancer like glad doctor. to have you here yeah so yeah jimmy's as jimmy said they're on the run um as cooper said they link up with isabel who's a ghost who died on the planet cleave and is like hey we're destined to haunt the planet but if i can attach my essence to your baby uh i can leave the planet which is what i want and i will help you guys escape so that's what they agree right. to um, also they, have, they, they they also met up with the stock too and then the stock was uh chased off by the uh the horrors as they call them the ghosts yeah yeah and in the process uh marco is hurt um so he's like i can do a healing spell but i need to get to snow it, it becomes this whole like little side quest yeah there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff there like you just show how badass alana is she puts the gun to hazel's head and is like if you take her i'll just yeah. do, i'll just kill her because i don't want her to be taken by right. a sexy spider right mm-hmm. I, I love some of the writing too like i i think in the end of the first issue too he was 
um alana was like i just want to name our baby i don't want our baby to die without a name and i was like oh my god like that's really good writing and um it just brian k vaughn man he's such a good writer yeah um cooper what did you think of uh some of like the various technologies and magics as the way they're shown in the series. So we see Marco throw down and fight with some landfall soldiers. Uh, he swore off violence, but we see him break that chain and take out his sword pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, as soon as, as well, that's the thing is that like you know as soon as you know his you know as soon as Alana was hurt and mm-hmm. uh, she was shot right. I think that's what happened. She was clipped shot her wing. Arm. Uh, clipped her wing. Yeah. And he just was in a fit of rage and stuff. And going off what you said about like the the technology and stuff, like it's you know it's like a lightsaber and stuff, and I just thought that was really cool. And her pistol as well is like more of a it's like more of a paralyzer or something like that. It would definitely yeah. kill Hazel, but it set would, phasers to stun. Yeah, it was just to stun and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I just I I hope you know going forward, I hope to see more like interesting technology and stuff like that and of course you can't you know there's the credit card that you know you could spend on whatever the fuck you want and i like that always um, yeah that's fine but like I get a tree that's a rocket ship is just a cool idea that's, you're getting that's, like yeah, or, organic really cool. you know stuff yeah and, and it also you, you know like, in the narration hazel's like this is where i grew up so you're like okay they're on this for a while yeah i also yeah. love the fact that like spells need like ingredients like um so was like i need you to tell me a secret yeah he was like i need you to tell me a secret right and then a lot of like i like the taste of my own breast milk and i just thought that was really funny and i love like the shame that fiona staples put on her face yeah there's so many layers to the creativity in this book so like as cooper was referencing the gun is is non-lethal but the way that it works is it forces you to relive your worst memory that's what happens when you get hit with it it's nicknamed the heartbreaker they they go into that more in future um yeah oh, Rocket i didn't Ship know Force. that i didn't yeah that. oh that's kind of cool i read I back through when yeah. Marco is saying, like, don't shoot me with that, the last time I got shot with that, it made him relive the death his of his dog, dog his yeah. pet dog. Yeah, I thought he was just saying that that's how much it hurt. I was no. like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I, don't, I like that. It causes you mild physical pain, but yeah. a lot of emotional trauma, which I think <laughs> is a great awesome. idea. Yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting. I've read so, this, like, five times. I never picked up on that. Yeah, so uh, Isabel is leading them to Rocket Ship Forest, uh, where they're hoping to escape. We let's cover, let's finish up this plot line, and then we'll get to what the will's been up to. The will, yeah, I agree. So So, basically, they get to. um, I mean, they basically they find snow and they're able to uh, heal Marco, but Marco stupidly says, uh, "Tell my wife Glendolyn I love her." Oh yeah. Then Alana's like, "What the is that?" Sorry, Jim. and then they basically find out that uh, Marco is with another woman before he met Alana. And um, I guess their wedding rings are <laughs> rings that uh, <laughs> he was supposed and, uh, to give to Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Yeah. But uh, actually it's Gwendolyn's cool has, family heirloom. Yeah. But it actually has like a translation spell on it. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they have a whole tip about that for like a few issues or not a few issues, a few pages. Uh, but I kind of like that it has like that little like relationship, like kind of drama to with like the big everything going on around it. I just think it's really cool and really fun. Um, but basically they, they make up with that and they were able to um, find Re- Rocket Ship Forest pretty quickly after that. Oh, they they did meet up with um, 
more of like Alana's army, and then they that's when Marco took out everybody and right. and all that stuff too. And while Marco was in like that fit of rage, um, Alana hit her or hit him with the uh, the heartbreaker again too. He was like, "You're good. We can stop now." Yeah, so they make their way to the rocket ship forest. Uh, yep. It's veiled from human eyes by, you know, sort of like Isabel references that uh, the ghosts are able to obscure things on this planet um, from off-worlders. But they find the rocket ship and she basically tells them, like, this shit is magic. And you just like the spells, you're not getting into the rocket ship unless you make a sacrifice, basically. So, um, like Cooper was referencing with the sword and how quick, you know, when things came down to the shit, um, Marco quickly relied back on that sword, even though he swore against it. So he decides to break his family sword, which has been around for generations. Uh, that's the sacrifice to board the rocket ship and, uh, they get on Would what did you guys think of, uh, the rocket ship? I'm Jeff referenced the tree. There's some really cool things about the way this ship works and stuff that are sort of like hinted at in this issue. Yeah, they're like, oh, the tree's just going to go wherever it wants to lay its roots. Like you you can kind of like persuade it to go other places if it starts to like you. But like it's basically totally organic like rocket ship and you have to like communicate with it, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, and it, it communicates with the passengers through reverse photosynthesis. So, like, yeah. colors just start leaking out of the walls and the ship changes colors. And that's how it tells you that, like, intruders are coming. And then Cooper, the way this plot line ends, who shows up suddenly out of nowhere? Marco's parents. <laughs> yeah. Marco's parents are coming. And I love that it's told just by um, Hazel's narration. and said, and that's when our grandfather... Our grandparents came to stay with us. In-laws, yeah. am I right? And they, like, yeah. eviscerated Isabel. I'm, I'm sure she'll come yeah. back, but, you know. I mean, she's a ghost, yeah. so not, she's yeah. probably going to come back. Um, I just love yeah, I, the character design. They're in full-blown, like, warrior magic armor shit, and they just, yeah. like, appear in the middle of the ship. Yep. It's really cool. <laughs> and the last line is, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how it ends. Um because they find out that they had a baby together. Um, so we're going to go back a little bit and talk about our boy, the will. Um, so yeah, his character design the is will. awesome. Just going back to that. He's just like, yeah, he's like sure. if Lando was even cooler than he is just like suave <laughs> and smooth. Right. So, he, uh, the will looks found like a, out. Oh, I was going to say, he looks like at one point he had like a badass superhero costume with the cape. And you can see there's a mask attached, like a cowl that he doesn't wear anymore. Yeah, he never so it looks wears like the he, mask. It looks like he was given or created this badass superhero uniform and then just like lived <laughs> in it for five years. And it got grimy yeah. and like he has stubble and smoke cigarettes in it and it just looks dirty and beat up. Yeah. But I awesome. love that because that's probably what happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the will finds out that the stock is on to, uh, Alana and Marco and he's like, there's no chance of me getting any of this money. So I might as well use this credit card, um, <laughs> to get my which, rocks off which, basically. Yeah. It's just, it's like, yeah, screw it. Why not? You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Use it till they so, cancel it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he went to the, um, the sex planet sextillion, uh, <laughs> which is just great. It's, 
I love the splash page. It just says, welcome to Sextillion. <laughs> and this page makes me laugh every time that I see it. Um, it's just like two heads on legs with like fishnet on it. And uh, it just kills me. It's such a good show. Whenever I see that, I always think, how do they poop? Because <laughs> they don't show their butts, but that. I'm sure they have butts, right? Yeah. Yeah, they gotta have butts. You gotta have no. There's a shot from behind, and it doesn't look like they have butts. I mean, they Maybe can use like their mouths, but like a one-hole <laughs> being working on a sex it's, planet. I don't well, know. I th I think it's like I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's it, just oral. Dear Brian yeah, yeah, K. Vaughn again, <laughs> Saga issue three. How do they poop? You know who I'm talking about. How do they poop? How do they poop? <laughs> Maybe they're not even real beings. Maybe they're just like holograms or something. Mm, well, I don't it's know. It's possible too. Could be. The, what's Could the be. point? Um, so, what's so yeah, the, the will point? is walking through. <laughs> the will is walking through sextillion, and it just has like some of the funniest slash some of the like probably true, uh, like kink holes and stuff like that. Like they have just like people walled off of just like there's just these men sitting in the pyramid and somebody um using a whip on them and uh there's like a very long lady uh using her tongue and yeah it's just great sextillion a, is great it's like the best part about this there's boy the pyramids like, there's tongue ladies who are long <laughs> yeah exactly what more can you need there's a the, uh, t-rex costume guy with a yep yep but the will isn't satisfied so he starts talking to this guy he was like yo if you're not satisfied, we really got something for you. And so do you think he was really things. do you think he was really looking for more or was he just trying to find something to kill this guy over? No, no, I think uh, no, he was heartbroken. That's true. I think he uh I think the will was just like this is kind of pedestrian. What I thought Sextillion was supposed to be like something special. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think anything was going to satisfy the will. Um, but uh, this guy had other ideas and then brought him yes, to space a Trump. Uh, slave. <laughs> yeah, um, this is one of the most uncomfortable moments of any comic book or anything that I've ever read. And um, it immediately gets satisfied with the will literally just destroying that dude's head. And um, incredibly satisfying and also one of the most upsetting uh, panels I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, I mean, maybe he yeah. wanted to go to Sextillion to destroy some head. You know, that's what he was looking for. <laughs> maybe that's what he was looking for. But uh, basically, the will becomes quickly becomes um, not in these uh, six issues that we read, but quickly becomes a father figure to this uh, little girl. Um, but uh, basically, now he is going to be um, looking for a place to, um, I think, initially try to find a place for him to drop her off. Or at least and, take her um, to a JoJo Siwa concert first. Exactly. <laughs> Needs to go to JoJo Siwa first. And uh, they'll be able to figure it out after that. Cooper, but, what um, did you think of the introduction of fan favorite character, Lion Cat? Oh, yeah. Lion Cat. I like I like Lion Cat. I wish my, I wish my <laughs> dog. honest dog here can, <laughs> can do that as well. Just call, call people out on their bullshit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they established Lion Cat with like a few punchlines, but then at the, there was one part when he looks at Lion Cat and he goes, is that true? Yeah. And he doesn't say lying. And you could just see on the Will's face that there's about to be a problem. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. it works on like multiple levels because who doesn't love a cat? Uh, but also... Uh, <laughs> Also, like, it's 
we find out later uh lion cat is sort of a ferocious companion and is more than capable to defend itself but also it works as a great plot device because when lion cat's around and it basically is a way to call people on their bullshit or yeah, even it's it, awesome even admit to some sad truths yeah there's also um lion cat is the one like mainstream thing about saga like if like I remember, I don't think I've seen the episode, but apparently uh, Felicia Day wears a Lion Cat t-shirt in an episode of Supernatural. I was Ooh. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's one of the few like TV. The producer of Supernatural is like, quick, Google nerdy t-shirt for girl. <laughs> probably. Um, or Felicia Day is also probably a big saga. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, probably. Um, but as um the will is looking for a place he's he calls uh the stock and he's like hey the stock i need to i need help with this girl and need some money stock, to buy her freedom right and that's when the stock is um brutally shot by prince robot four and the stock is dead yeah well, hold up we're we're, mi- we're missing some key part is that are we that's the stock and the will used to be a thing and yep. yes that's and true he uh He's heartbroken, and that's why I think that he went to Sextillion. He's just like, he can't find anything because he's still heartbroken. Because where do you go? Like, after you fuck a spider, where do you go from there? You know, sorry, <laughs> Exactly. Jim. It's like, do you just start at I the agree. beginning looking... with just, like, pants stuff? Or, you know. Right. <laughs> he's looking for some rebound, you know, strange, and that's what brings him to Sextillion. Um, I like that he... You know, he obviously they're broken up, uh, but he still like respects her work. So mm-hmm. when he finds out yeah. that the stock is on the case, he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna bother." Like they're right. out, yeah. she's obviously gonna find these people, so I might as well use up this credit card while I can. Right. And then when he does contact her back, it's out of desperation because he's like, "Okay, I need money. Can I like do something to hook up with you?" Um, I did want to talk for a second about the uh, the scene where. Prince Robot 4 kills um, the stock because mm-hmm. to me it reads like so many sadly real life situations like we just experienced a police officer who supposedly whether you believe it or not accidentally shot an unarmed person because she thought she was using her stun gun her taser and if you read back through that section it feels like those accidental police shootings where like uh obviously he was like way in over his head did not know how to deal with this person who has like eight arms under her skirt and the minute she like made any movement he just shot a hole through her chest what'd you guys think of this scene i thought it was also really interesting too you see a little baby rattle um because he finds out that prince robot 4 is going to be a father yeah um but you see a baby rattle on his screen monitor about to shoot yeah which is interesting yeah because that totally works that in this moment of sudden fear where he's like oh no she's gonna kill me like the baby is what flashes through his head yeah and then there's a little subsequent cover-up where he's like the other landfall soldiers like yeah i got your back i'll i'll tell everyone that she was reaching for a weapon right and then um of course she was on the phone with the will so the will is like the stock are you there are you there and then prince robot four is like oh i have to unfortunately tell you that she was killed in combat (laughs) And then the, st- the will just says, listen to my voice, boy. I am I aim to murder you, mm-hmm. which I think is such a good line. Um, <laughs> right after I murder everything that you loved. And I was like, oh, we just found out uh, how brutal the will can be right there. Yep. Uh, so, Cooper, thing. we get an idea of where um, 
Marco and Alana are headed. And we find that out because Prince Robot the Four has gotten his hands on a book that Alana was reading. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about this idea? Alana remarks on the spaceship that it's never too early to start early to start teaching our kids something. And we think that they're going to find the author of this novel. What did you think about this idea? That was very smart. And, um, but the thing is, is that, you know, as we said before about the trees, like it'll take us anywhere. So, you know, it de- yeah, it's possible they don't go there. Yeah, it could be, you know, I don't know what happens, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I, I will, I would, I would love to find out. But however, I think that, um, I think it's a smart, smart motive, smart move. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope they succeed. <laughs> the only reason why I pose that question to you as a new reader is because this is the one thing that I didn't love about these issues is I think that um, for Prince Robot the Fourth to make that leap just because he has a book. I've read a lot of books and I've never contemplated going <laughs> to meet the author. Not yeah. once. So he just looks at the book and he's like, you've literally and it just shows books like, to authors to be signed. I didn't go to their homes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, it could be like, I don't know, a I think it, or well, maybe some kind of message that they can relate yeah. to sort of thing. And it's that, kind of yeah. hard to like have Prince Robot 4 uh, kind of justify that. But it does make it kind of a good idea because like don't authors like to go to like secluded, isolated places to write? Right, so, and well, like, the planet is called Quietus, so right, it's, exactly. it's all there Things in the name. <laughs> it's the most yeah. quietest planet um, there is. <laughs> yeah. Also, we haven't met my favorite character, too. Um, the little oh, seal I don't boy? I remember what his name is. The little <laughs> seal guy. He was my profile um, picture once. He's, he's cute. He's like a seal wearing overalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. I don't remember his name. Oh, it's uh, Goose, isn't it? I don't know. I'm going to call him Pumpkin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I believe his name is Goose. Um, but he's one of my favorite characters and we're going to meet him soon. So that's cool. Um, but Cooper, do you have any overall thoughts on saga before we ask you the question, if you were talked into it? (laughs) Um, overall thoughts. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy the side characters like Mm. Prince robot and, and the, um, and the will, um, in this issue, I, I was kind of like, I understand where where uh, Alana and Marco are going, and I love their relationship together. But like the story didn't really like click s- click with me. Just in, in yet, a way, they but... are there to make the other stories go forward as well. Like they do have exactly. their own story. That's what I was... Sure, Hazel's the right. narrator, but they're the glue that ties everything together. The world, exactly. the characters, because because so... Saga moving forward, you're introduced to a lot of characters. Um, and all yeah. of them you usually feel something for or some kind of connection. And you'll also mm-hmm. get, you know, more of characters you like, like the Will or Prince Robot the Fourth. Like exactly. they might have yeah. their own issue where, you know, Alana and Marco aren't even mm-hmm. in it really. Right. Yeah, I agree with Cooper though. Early on, I mean, you're going to find out a lot of backstory on Alana and Marco that I think you'll appreciate. But early on, they do serve to propel the plot forward. Like it's very much like this sort of like quest type storyline and they're propelling that right exactly so but other than that i've thoroughly enjoyed it so okay jim you have uh, any final pushes or thoughts for uh cooper 
about I why mean, he should like pushes, Saga. Yeah, I mean, it just gets better. Like Dan was saying, um, we definitely get more background information on Alana and uh, Marco too. Like, there's whole like subplots and stuff with them too of like their past and whatnot. And um, I think where their story goes is actually really interesting too. I really like, I really did like the quietest little arc uh, when they eventually do make it to yeah. um, spoilers, um, Oswald or whatever the guy's, the author's name is, Planet. Um, yeah, I mean, it just gets better and better. Um, and also, it just holds consistency too. Like, there's no like dips in any of the stories too. Like, it, it is very consistently a very good comic and uh it is crazy how um the two of them could do that so yeah that's kind of my final push any of you guys have anything else i mean just like no nah. the art is amazing it's just really good to look at yeah um, it's worth it just for the art yeah i mean we could have done like another hour on just the art but we're not going to um also the series while it is continuing like it's starting up again um for the first time in three years they take breaks um, this is the longest break they've taken like six month or year breaks before, but like there, there is like, well, Jimmy says, I I'm not completely caught up, but Jimmy says that it ended on a cliffhanger, but this isn't going to be yep. like a series that just ends one day and they never finish. Um, I'm pretty sure no, that no, they yeah. have an ending in mind and they do take I did their see... time to make it a good product. So they're not just rushing out every month and putting out garbage. Right. Right. Yeah. I saw Brian uh, K. Vaughn speak at a comic convention panel, and he basically said that he and Fiona Staple have um, Staples have uh, plotted out the entire series, so it has an ending that's oh, coming. Shit. Yeah, I mean we've um, we've heard that with like Lost and stuff, so I'm not sure if that's right. <laughs> necessarily yeah. a good thing. Well, but when it's a two person team, I believe him, and they could kind of work in their own schedule. You know, as long as one of them doesn't die, then I think we're going to be good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is that it's funny you say that because I'm going back to mangas and stuff for a second. <laughs> yeah. Is that in Berserk? Um, you know the um, Kentaro Mura, he. Uh, Miru, he um, he died. He had an ending in mind. Yeah, he but had, he died. but he didn't. He actually did not have anything in writing of, oh, of the boy. ending. And 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 he passed. And they're releasing the the last issue, and it ends on. I saw the ending of it, and it ends on, like I said, a cliffhanger. But it's just like <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, you'll never get his so vision of that story. Yeah. Yeah. And and also no, like be, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the same with uh, mangas, but like comic books, a lot of times will have like side issues or guest artists. There's none of that here. Um, like the Six right. Gun we talked about a long time ago, there were like several mini series and different artists and guest writers and stuff. There's none of that here. It's a two person team. It's the same quality and like you know, as you do more of something, you get better. Fiona Staples' art just keeps getting better. Um, even, yeah, but, yeah. but looking back on this, like it doesn't look sloppy or amateurish at all. It, it started off high quality and it just increases. Um, and some of just even some of the ideas she has as an artist, like I'm not sure what direction Brian K. Vaughn gives her, but there's one scene when Prince Robot 4 is on a planet and there's a train and the train is snake like and the head looks like a, one of those Chinese dragons. And it's just little details like that that are just so good. And like the backgrounds are just it's a different style of digital art where everything isn't like super crisp, but it's like painted and kind of washed out and it, monochromatic. Yeah. It's just really immersive and it, it's their universe. Nothing else I've seen or read looks like this. Yeah. 
I would agree with so that. Jimmy well why don't you uh yes why don't you ask Cooper here the question that he's heard one time before on a po- episode that I listened yes. to <laughs> Cooper I gotta ask you as my friend my compatriot my partner was I able to talk you into saga yes you were very, yeah very good story and yeah. I cannot wait to read more <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for you to read more. Um, you can borrow my books because I have all of it. So. Of course, that's. I yeah. was going to ask you that too. So. <laughs> yeah, I also want to thank. See you. I want to thank Cooper for joining us, not just for taking time out of his schedule to read and and talk to us, but also because he is here for this episode. It gave us an excuse to read Saga again, and yeah, now yeah. I really want to get back into it. So well, I yeah. think we were talking during during your pee break, Dan. That like mm. you know I haven't read it in three years or over three years for no reason at all. There's just like talk me into. I guess filled that gap for me. You guys yeah. pulled me away from things that I love to talk about shit like movies that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. It's good. We do do that. Do do. Do do. He said do do. So, well, Cooper, do you have anything uh, that you yeah. would like to plug? Anything coming up for you? Your social media projects? Uh, Let's get into it. I, I'm I'm on hold right now. I have, you know, I, I recently moved, so I'm kind of like commitments right now to you know projects are kind of on hold right now uh but you know later this year i'll probably be back into auditioning for plays and and maybe some more uh cooper tone productions um hell yeah with, with my friend jimmy it's like the sun's where can people find that stuff uh you can find uh my videos on youtube and also on facebook at cooper tone productions and uh my social media is uh smithereens 45 yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very That's cool. It. And thank you guys for inviting me to the show. I really do appreciate it, and I hope to be on the show more often. Three more years, oh, and you yeah. will be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen to at least uh, one more episode to prep. Next week, <laughs> yeah. fellas, I'm going to be talking you into one of my favorite musical artists of all time. I say that a lot, but this is probably the last time I can say that and be honest about it. Roy Orbison. Wow. He sings for I the like lonely. It. So we'll get more into that next Only week. Only the lonely. Bum, 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 dummy do In the meantime, yeah, very- Jimmy, where can people find Talk Me Into online? You can find Talk Me Into at Talk Me Into on Twitter, at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. You can find us at Talk Me Into on TikTok. And if you feel so inclined, you can send us an email, talkmeinto at gmail.com, where we can read uh, whatever you say on our email. It's going to be nice. It's going to be fun. We'll love it. Fancy fresh. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you online? People could find me online every Thursday night, cozy up with a loved one, turn on the YouTubes, and watch Dan and I drink soda pop together Ah, like best friends do on SodaScussions at YouTube.com slash a bunch of letters because we don't have a URL yet. But just search for SodaScussions, like, like, subscribe. If all you guys subscribe, we'll get one. Yeah, set up a reminder. I get a little reminder. It's like SodaScussions is premiering in 30 minutes. And then you turn it on and like at 30 seconds, there's a countdown and and it's like, uh, 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 and it's all like really cool. And YouTube does that. And I'm like, yeah, it's like the new year every single Thursday. Thursday, yeah, and then you can <laughs> watch the loser. Yeah, you can watch me and Dan be silly boys together on the internet, and not like any soda that we drink because apparently we hate it. <laughs> Dan, yeah, where can people find you online? 
Real simple. Follow me on Twitter, Danny underscore breakdown. And check out my band Disqualifier if you like the punk rock and the hardcore music and the melodies wherever you listen to music. Jimmy, close this one up. You can find me youtube.com slash son of a fitch. Don't find me on social media. I'm not posting for a whole year. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Roy Orbison. (laughs) I already told you it's Roy Orbison. I want to take away the good idea that you Yeah, let's just keep recording. Sure. It's going to record the whole way through. That'll be easier. Um, Who wants to start the next segment? Dan can. I can. Because he's the daddy. He's the daddy bottom. the daddy. Daddy (laughs) bottom jeans. (laughs) All right, one second. Got to decide which thing I'm going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Cool. Why don't Why don't you kick it off, Cooper? I like me. That. I assume you've yeah. heard the show. You seem like you are good at conversation. Jimmy's like, no, he hasn't heard the show. So. <laughs> he hasn't listened to the show. That's maybe awesome. one episode. That's even just better. mention that we're spoiling yeah. the first six issues. First, all right, so. Uh, just FYI, I only read volume one. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay. All right. So, okay. Um, so I say, okay. All right. Let me let me do this. <laughs> He's All ramping right. himself up. What, are, are you proving me wrong? <laughs> You're not good at conversations? <laughs> you haven't listened to our show? I am great at conversations. Did you read Saga? <laughs> I did. Yes, okay. I did. Very right, cool. Here we go. Very right. cool. All right. Here we go. I know my Greek right. alphabet. Thanks, COVID. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I'm going to take a piss break real quick before we get started. Should we stop tracks or just let it go, Jim? It's up to you. Uh, We can just let it go. Okay. Just like Dan's penis is about to (laughs) do. Might as well just keep it going. Keep it going. I'm very excited to talk about Saga. I didn't take any notes. But I read it last night and... I'm very excited too. to talk about it and reread it and hopefully get caught up. I have all the issues, but they're like in different places in my house and I don't know where they all are. Yeah. You have the single issue, yeah, right? You don't yeah. do the compendiums. I did read this on Hoopla because yeah. the the trade I bought Lindsay is packed somewhere and I didn't want to break out right. those first six issues. Like at first I didn't want to look for them and then I didn't want to just like take them out of the bags because I'm a loser. Right collector i mean those are like a hundred and something bucks now the first issue oh wow cool i think yeah i only have one of them i want to buy it so i want to buy i remember i think it was was it dan because dan got on saga late a little late yeah yeah and we were at i think we're at new york comic-con and he paid maybe like couldn't find 20 bucks for it or something and this was you know 2012 or 13 because it came out every two months i think for a while I was there for that. I can't believe it's been three years because Saga and Ninja Turtles are the only two books that I have on hold at Richie's and it's been three years. So there's no f***ing way. Sorry, right. Jim, that um, they'll actually hold it for me. Are we keeping this track? Yes. Uh, Okie yes. dokie. Ready when you fellows are. Guys, the baby is sleeping, so I'm not going to be talking as loud. I just want to let you know. <laughs> that's fine my baby <laughs> I feel like Jeff and Cooper we should do a spin-off podcast about being young hip dads 
You just you just called me old, and now you're calling me young. I mean, you'd be the old guy. <laughs> 1985. Cooper's younger than you, but has an older kid. He's I was about to say Cooper's not a dad, but I was like, oh, f- he is a kid. He is a dad. <laughs> oh, Cooper's a dad. How is the Audrey doing? Audrey? Cooper's a dad. Cool. She's 10 years old. <laughs> wow. Audrey, come here. Yeah. Let's see if she comes. Audrey. Cooper got it on when he was really young, which is very cool for him. Yo, you got very sex. Very cool for me. <laughs> Hello, Audrey. <laughs> There's a child there. Hello. Come here. Oh, I can't yes. even see. Our yes. cameras must be formatted differently. In front of a live studio audience. <laughs> she looks so scared. Oh, I saw a hand. I saw a hand. Hello. I love her. Bye. Bye. She's watching. Um, she's watching. Uh, probably Roblox. You watching Roblox? Yo, why do kids like that shit, dude? Coco Melon is. It puts. Yeah her in a trance she'll watch other stuff but she'll just be like look around and stuff coco and she's just like <laughs> wait till your daughter's old enough to like stuff that you actively hate like my niece yep. my niece is nine but she's kind of like my daughter uh she's with me like three times a week and well, that's uh, because you f- your sister sorry Jim. <laughs> i wish uh <laughs> she uh she she used to be into like dumb baby stuff and then she now she just likes stuff that everyone on earth hates that's an adult yeah hang on where is it here's a here's a concert that i took audrey to it was a jojo siwa concert (laughs) oh yeah yeah and then you just where is it i gotta find it hang on all right this is COVID. here it is just listen just listen There's, there's no audio. Can you not? I think it's just for this. Cutting it out. out. Gotcha. Oh, that's pretty good. Like, wow. If... <laughs> yeah, just children screaming. <laughs> that, screaming kids. That kind of reminds me of when I won tickets to see Halsey for my wife, and we went there. Oh, my God. She's so excited. And the audience was all, like, 15-year-old girls. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. The stage is just YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> It was awful. And it was so funny because, like, I was talking to Jill, and I'm like, how much do you want to bet, like, she doesn't just show up on stage, but it's, like, this big, like, multimedia video. Right. Like, this huge video and, like, a countdown clock. And for sure, it was, like, 10. And just all these screaming kids. Like, I had to use the bathroom, and I, I left, and I was like, I feel, like, the most peaceful and, like, just... I just felt so cleansed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny.